This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me or rejoining me here on this lovely Friday. I am your host, Lisa McDonald. This is my show, Carpe Diem, with the Contact Talk Radio Network. And I am super jazzed today because I have an awesome guest on my show. I've been blessed with many awesome guests on my show. And uh, this is somebody who hails from Dundas as well, local talent. Uh, his name is Derek Douglas. And so what I'm going to do, as I always do, is I'm just going to read a little bit about Derek, uh, offer some information, contact information of where you can reach him, and then we're going to turn it over, as I always do, to unscripted dialogue. So a little bit about Derek. Derek Douglas is a Canadian animator turned illustrator who loves making children's books. He has recently illustrated two books about Canada for publisher Humber Press, which have been endorsed by the Canadian Prime Minister and the Governor General, amongst others. These two books are currently under review to become curriculum in Canadian school boards. Derek works in both digital and traditional mediums, creating painterly yet crisp and vibrant illustrations that are brought to life through his keen attention to character detail and emotion, which is aided by his training in character animation. Derek Douglas can be reached at Right Side Studios Illustration. Skype address is Derek underscore Douglas at Hotmail.com. Email is rightsidestudios at me.com, and his website is www.rightsidestudios.com. So, Derek, I want to welcome you to the show, and I want to thank you very much for your time. I know how off-the-hook busy you must be, so welcome to my show. Thank you. Thank you. Look, I'm glad to be here. Well, this is absolutely lovely, and as I mentioned to you in the comments section when I was ramping up the show on Facebook, I really do have to thank your wife, Char. She's been absolutely lovely, and she put us in contact with one another as uh, our children attend the same school, and when she knew what I did for a living, uh, she kind of mentioned the crossovers and the parallels between what you do, and so this has been absolutely lovely coordinating this and finally getting this uh, live here today, so thank you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for having me. So why don't we start, as I always do, with my guest, Derek. I'd love to find out the inception of the journey for my guests. So if you want to maybe walk us through the beginning of when you knew you had this talent or you had this passion that you wanted to unleash and uh, and how this all started for you. Okay. Um, well, uh, as a lot of artists, I started uh, drawing when I was very little. I think uh, just about every artist I've ever talked to it starts the same way. But um, for me, um, it's uh, over the years, uh, the last few years, I've been uh, just starting out my business, my illustration business. Um, quite a few years ago, uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I, uh, I went to school for animation, actually, which is different from what I do now, as you mentioned, being a, a children's book illustrator. Um, the... The process from from starting an animation and ending up in illustration is uh, 
there's been <laughs> kind of a ramshackle of, of jobs that have kind of led me to this path uh, as I am right now, where I am right now. And uh, I actually, I've worked in a lot of jobs that were not even art-related, uh, kind of trying to f- sort out and figure out where I where it was supposed to be because I figured animation wasn't – I love animation, but it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I've worked in various jobs, like even from uh, coffee shop jobs uh, to working at a funeral home to wow. to working with people with disabilities uh, for quite a few years. Um, I, I just I, I didn't know where I was supposed to fit in and with my my creative ability and and. I just didn't know which direction to go with it until uh, the, the thing that changed it all for me was when my, my first son was born. Hmm. Lovely. So once, once he was born, it, I just, it just made sense to me. I just became inspired to, I started writing a uh, children's book story and I started just, I, it just made sense. Children's books was the way that I was supposed to go. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on your success. Well, thank you. <laughs> And so do you want to walk us through a little bit about once you had the idea and the epiphany of what you were meant to do and plunging into it, how did the idea of the subject of your first book, uh, and if you can talk to us a little bit about what that is, how did okay. that all come to fruition for you? What was the first step? Um, what was the light bulb that went off in terms of the subject matter itself? Okay. Well, um, I'm the, the writer, is uh, his name is Alistair Matheson. Um, and there's a co-writer, Marianne LS. LS. Um, she, uh, she wrote the dialogue for the animal characters in the book. Alistair wrote the, the educational content and I did the illustrations. Um, Alistair and I actually had a history where up to the point where we started working on the book, we hadn't really met before, but I knew his wife and his daughter. As I mentioned before, I was, uh, working uh, with people with disabilities, I was actually teaching art in a, a, a educational, like an adult uh, center for uh, people who have edu- uh, intellectual dis- disabilities, and mm-hmm. I was teaching art there, and I had supported his daughter for years. And so through that, I had met his wife, and her and I just over the years got to know each other, and since kind of just out of the blue, uh, she approached me, uh, mentioning that her husband was writing a children's book and she knew that was, uh, that I had done art in the past. And, uh, actually at the same time, I was just, I just came to the realization that I wanted to do children's books within the year or so. And it was, once we made that contact, it just the kind of the rest is history. Fantastic. And so for you, what, what's the amount of time or discipline that's attached to sitting down and plugging away and doing the illustrations for like, what is it? A 36 page book? That's usually quite typical. Yeah. Yeah. 30, 36 pages of content. Overall, it's like a hard uh, cover book. That's like 64 pages. I, I believe is what they uh, listed as on, uh, on the uh, Humber press website where it's sold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, for the illustrations, um, the first book actually took me quite a bit longer because I was working, uh, like a full-time job basically at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was doing the illustrations at, at the same time as, uh, working as a, like an AutoCAD technician. If you know what AutoCAD is, the, 
you know, drafting type program. Okay. Yeah. Program. Um, so I was, I was doing that job at the same time as well. My, uh, my daughter was born, <laughs> my, wow. my youngest daughter. So we had a lot going on. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was to say the least busy, um, uh, very crazy hectic, but, um, I just threw my, I had to be dedicated. I had to, uh, just keep motivated and, and get up like, uh, very early, like probably in the fives every day and start work on the, the illustrations for the book. And then, and then I had to switch over to working my, my job. And then I had to somewhere in between, like spend some time with the kids and then basically go back to working on the children's book at night. <laughs> And wow. I, I did this for just over a year, I think it was, uh, started in, I think it was 2012. Yeah. Around 2012, uh, the summer of 2012. So that, that took just over a year to, to illustrate, uh, did that book. And, and then I've also illustrated one more for the same publisher, Humber Press. Excellent. And this, both books are about, uh, Canada, actually. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned that already. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Canada, the, the first book's called Canada, uh, Our Road to Democracy. The second book is called Canada, Our Home and Native Land. And both books are, um, like educational, uh, aimed at ages seven to 11. And, uh, they're, they're fantastic books, fantastically written. And, uh, and I was just so glad to be a part of them. Well, I can attest to that. I uh, I had an opportunity to read the book. Uh, Char had brought it to the school, and I had it for a while, and I went through it. And uh, my children absolutely loved it, too. So job well done between you and all parties involved. Uh, it's quite an accomplishment, quite a feat. And, you know, people see the finished product, but they don't know all the blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. <laughs> yeah, there's so, a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. And so do you, do you find it easier than when somebody sets the stage for the premise of the story and then based on that you have a vision already outlined for how to proceed with the illustrations or have you also been in the situation of you have a vision and then the story comes afterwards? Well, um, I also write, um, but for these, for these books I, I had nothing to do with the writing process. I, but I did have a great input as to how the illustrations would be done. Um, Alistair and I would sit down um, and kind of figure it out. He had some ideas for certain pages of what he thought should be in the illustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and But there's a lot of pages that he kind of just left open to my artistic interpretation. Um, I would come up – often it seems that for this – it made sense to me for, for this type of, uh, book, which is, can be like, it's talk about Canada's democracy and history. And, you know, at the ages of these, these children, I can see it as often being kind of dry. You know, it's, it's easily to be a very dry subject. So what I want to do is I want to liven it up with humor and, and with the lively, uh, vivid colors of the illustrations that I chose to, to do it in. And, uh, I wanted to, uh, just accompany and complement the, the, the text. And, and I think it really kind of melded together quite well. Well, it has, and it did. And, uh, beautiful work. 
you know, beautiful collaboration there. So once again, congratulations. And I, I know my listeners would be very excited to know uh, the piece in the bio that I plugged going into the show about the endorsement from the Canadian Prime Minister and the Governor General. So do you want to talk a little bit about how that came to be? Yeah, well, those those were um, sought out by Alistair um, and Humber Press uh, during the course of actually working. I think we had started working on the uh, or in the very beginning stages of the second book. But uh, around the time uh, they were setting the stage for a book launch and within the uh, this is in the summer of 2014, I guess it was. Um, so the, there was a correspondence of email that kept on going back and forth. Uh, I was just included in the correspondence and just started to hear these, these endorsements rolled in. They had, they had told me that they were like, like sending them out to the, the prime minister, to Stephen Harper at the time and, um, and to the, you know, to the governor general and, and other such, but they, they just, it just became to be such a surprise when they, when the endorsements came back and uh the 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 one for Stephen Harper isn't actually on the back of the book i think it came a little bit too late for to make it onto the book i think that's what the case was but the governor general as well as um uh pinball clemens and uh wow yeah there's there's a few actually a few uh who else was on there peter mansbridge the chief correspondent yes for wow News. And Rick Hansen, uh, uh, last but not least, uh, was on there, uh, the man in, uh, man in motion, motion yeah, yeah, tour and which is like, uh, so inspiring, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. to just, just to have those names on the back of the book that I had something to do with is, is pretty amazing. <laughs> Well, Rick Hansen is an amazing man who I've crossed paths with, with uh, when I worked out west. I was on the provincial board of directors for the Canadian Paraplegic Association. So, you know, I've met him a few times and he's been uh, very inspirational to me uh, and to many others, of course. So, wow, good for you. That's amazing. And so I'm sure that some of those... <laughs> he is. He's yeah. an amazing man. And uh, the tenacity of his spirit is, uh, you know, it's... It's unmeasurable. It's immeasurable. It's, uh, yeah, he's a champion for sure. So in terms of having those endorsements reflected on the back of the book, that could perhaps come with any reprint orders, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that, well, for the second book, we've, uh, we've also got uh, Rick Hansen and the Governor General uh, to do some endorsements. Um, just looking at the back of the book, there's also um, Joe Kurtz, the author of the Afterlife of Stars, who endorsed the uh, the second book, Our Home and Native Land, Canada, Our Home and Native Land. Um, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> wow. I don't, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit speechless as to as to the <laughs> endorsements. I I can't say much about them other than I'm just you know happy to be a part of it. That's wonderful. And are those attached to your website? Yes, they are. They're uh, uh, rightsidestudios.com, and there are. Um, I have a link at the top to books and tear sheets, and you can go right to the link there. And um, I have a link directly to the Humber Press uh, website where the books can be purchased. We're we're waiting for them to to uh, get into some uh, more common stores like uh, Chapters Indigo, and uh, we're waiting for them to get into the uh, Canadian uh, School Board. Uh, it's a, I think it's a long process for it. For it. it's we're, we've been waiting for some time, but uh, 
hopefully that will be the case, the outcome. Well, in, and I can speak for myself, this show is about you, but in terms of the process, you know, it can be quite drawn out. And in some cases, it's taken me a year from the beginning of making certain types of contacts for things to get the green light or the endorsement or the go ahead. So, you know, keep at it because it does happen. And for the endorsements that you have attached to your books, and Humber Press attached to it. Um, I don't foresee that being any level of difficulty for you at all. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, things start. To, I'm, I'm just in the beginning of my career, to be honest. Um, these these books were, uh, have been amazing for for me to be a part of. But uh, yeah, my my illustration career is just at the very beginning. It's uh, it's an infant, if you will. <laughs> well, uh, what what a way to begin. I mean, yeah. How do you top that? <laughs> well, hopefully I will. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, uh, I have I have uh, quite a few plans. Uh, my wife kind of laughs sometimes at the uh, the number of ideas and uh, ambitions I have, but you know, she not in a you know put you down kind of way, but just uh, she, I think she she finds it funny. Uh, it's. Um, yeah. Well, it, goes, it goes with the creative territory because for people who are creative, you've got a million ideas going at the same time and it's, it's the lack of time to sit down and get everything done that you want to get done or you don't want, you don't want to let go of an idea that's come to you. So I write everything down knowing at some point I'll come back to it eventually. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Yeah. Ideas are not the problem at all. It's the time and the time it is. that it takes to, to, you know, get the way. I, I think when, when uh, my my kids are at the early stages or right now, and I want to be a, a big part of their life, and uh, um, that's always been an importance to me. And I figure once they get a little bit older, a little bit more independent, it will start to become a little bit easier. You know, I, I'm sure I'm sure you feel the the same way as far yeah. as career goes. Yes. I mean, every, everything's done between school hours for me and then bedtime and then the weekends that they're with their dads. So that that's kind of how I carve out my work schedule. Um, you, you know, you do what you have to do and you be creative when you have to be creative. But for anybody who knows me, you know, in spite of how ambitious I am, the children always come first, particularly at this stage in their life, because they grow so quickly and you don't want to lose focus of that. Yeah, those those uh, beginning years are so they're so impressionable, and and a lot of I've I've read that a lot of who they become later on in life is is really forged in these beginning years. So absolutely, so, yeah. And so, who's the distribution company that you're you're using in terms of possibly getting into Chapters, Coles, Indigo, or any other outlets? Uh, well, Humber Press, Humber Press are, is, is on it. It's, um, I think for Humber, it's, it's, they're, they've had the Humber, the, the, uh, Humber Press, uh, section of Humber College for some time now, but they actually with the, with the, uh, release of our, the book launch of the first book for us, uh, Canada, um, our road to democracy, they had a, a book launch and it was also a launch for the Humber Press to kind of, kind of renew themselves again mm-hmm. uh, because they, I think they had laid dormant for, for a number of years, but um, I think they're in the process of, of getting out there more. So it's, it's, it's a kind of a stepping stone uh, type of process for them. Um, the, as far as this distribution goes, I don't know exactly who's, who's in charge of that. I just know that it's being left up to, uh, uh, I believe his name is Nathan Whitlock at, uh, 
at Humber Press. And, uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll see. I'm, uh, I'm not really involved in that. I'm just trusting Alistair and mm-hmm. he's a very, he's quite an amazing guy himself. Uh, um, I have a lot of trust in him and, and, uh, kind of just leaving it up to him on his side. Wonderful. Well, maybe what you and I can do behind the scenes is we can talk about, because uh, I've been in contact with the buyer of head office Indigo, and um, I can give you some information to take back to the people that you mentioned who are kind of spearheading all of those contacts. And yep. um, yeah, and That's so great. yeah, you. absolutely. And that's what's taking me a year, but it, it happens. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I, I was reading earlier today, actually, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, some things that I was researching on on you just to prepare myself for this interview. And uh, yeah, th- that's great. Congratulations on getting your uh, your books into uh, chapters Indigo. You're, you just had one released just this, or is it coming out this year? Um. Well, I've had a couple of books. My third one right now is in the it, it's in the queue for printing with Friesen Press, and uh, so the editing part has been completed. I just have to sign off on that, and uh, yeah, that book's called Planet Pomegranate. But anyway, as much as I appreciate that, this show is about you and your work. And uh, but anyway, I only say this because you know I truly believe in collaboration. I really believe in you don't know what you don't know, and so some of the information that I've been able to kindly and graciously receive from other people has helped me uh, a lot of which I've had to do on my own and you know you get some doors shut in your face or you get some people who say they'll get back to you and they don't it's a very drawn out process but you know if you're committed to it and you chip away every single day and you know where you're going and you see the vision um, you just keep going so I would love to offer you the information that I've received that might help you get to where you want to go and further your exposure with your wonderful work uh, behind the scenes. We can talk about all that stuff. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. It is a, there's a lot of uh, doors shut in your face in this sort of business, the publishing uh, business. It's, it's uh, going as far as agents and uh, publishing companies. You just, there's so, there's, it's such a huge learning curve I found as well. Um, it is. It, like, like it's not it's not to common knowledge uh, how the the industry works. You have to do a lot of reading. And I I went to the uh, SCBWI uh, conference uh, just this uh, last year in February in uh, 2015, and uh, it was super inspiring. But the the learning curve again is just incredible. I, it's massive. Yeah. You know, the, the networking and the marketing piece of it, you know, um, I don't know to what degree you have people helping you with marketing. I have to at still at this point do all my marketing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of overseeing just your own incoming correspondence and leads and all the wonderful things that do come from it and people who really want to support you in your journey and provide you with their contact information, as wonderful as that is, that can be a full-time job in itself. Yeah, never, no, I never, agree. <laughs> I agree. It is. It's uh, yeah, being like I'm, I'm a, I guess an aspiring writer. I haven't been published as a writer, but uh, I, I'm a writer and an illustrator. And just being a working from the illustration side of things, it's I think it's a much similar to uh, just being a, a writer. There's there's a lot of promotion, you know, um, self promotion, and you have to figure that out. It's um, uh, to to do it in a like a 
you don't want to be just that kind of guy who like blasts out to everybody like all the very look at me look at me look what i'm doing you know there's a there's there's a finesse to it and making it personal and um i've I've done research on it and listened to podcasts on it read books about it and they all kind of lead towards that that same kind of a mentality about it that that making it personal is far more important than um, just getting the information out there. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, and I found what helps too is because you know in the creative arts community, um, and we all know that we're in the same boat. I mean, it can be feast or famine. It can be you know months of work before it comes to fruition, and, and you know it's out there to be purchased or to even be known about. Um, you know, what I find too that really helps is a lot of cross promotional advertising. I, I do that with my friends who are entrepreneurs, who are musicians, who are writers, who are authors, who are artists. And, you know, that's kind of the plat, the way I use my platform too, because, you know, I want other people to be successful and I want to be a part of that journey that gives people that opportunity through my base and my platform that I've built up to have that additional exposure because everyone's at different stages within this journey of getting themselves out there. And uh, so I do a lot of cross promotional and even after when we're done radio, which I'm very grateful to have you on my show, you know, for anything that's upcoming for you, Derek, uh, anything that's in the works, I'll gladly splash it all over my social media. Yeah. I appreciate that again. Thank you. So, Um, um, so why don't we talk a little bit about, um, you know, are you, are, do you have book signings that are coming up or, um, like, do you hold them at private venues? It doesn't have to necessarily be attached to books, bookstores per se, but, you know, do you do book signings? Um, are you a part of that process with the actual writer themselves or how um, does that all work? Well, there, there have been a, a few opportunities, uh, uh, with with Humber Press, and um, I actually couldn't make it to the event on the day that they were going to a couple of these these venues. But um, um, but I've also done pr- promotion just on my own. Um, I did actually a, a speak a speaking engagement at the uh, the Dundas Library at our our your and my <laughs> uh, local library um, mm-hmm. just a few weeks ago uh, during Lifelong Learning Week, and I did a uh, a talk to um, about uh, somewhere between 40 and 50 uh, kids between various ages. Uh, uh, I think they were in grade two, two to about grade six or something like that. So it was a, a wide range of, of ages, but um, uh, it went extremely well. I, I, I was, I've never done anything like that before. And it was so uh, gratifying. I think, I think you've done that as well, correct? Uh, yes, I've done readings, um, at the library and I've donated my books to the library. Yeah. I just, uh, actually just yesterday, I just, uh, entered my, the two Canada books into the, um, you know, into the library, into the Hamilton public library system. That's, oh, that's on my list too. Yeah, that's a, that's a big feat. It's it's that kind of thing's on your to do list for such a long time. It has it been is. on mine at least, and and it just it takes the just getting to it. It it wasn't all that hard when I finally got to it, but you know when you've got a to do list uh, of you know arm length <laughs> proportions, mm-hmm. um, it's just it seems like that thing that you'll never get to. But I, I was very proud of myself when I got to that, and Good I, for you. I completed it yesterday. Uh, 
Excellent. And it is a good feeling, but you also know too, is, is your work and your name getting out there continues to ramp up. You know, you have to stay on top of getting those occasional things on a daily basis or a weekly, monthly basis off your list because as it ramps up for you, it exponentially starts to come in. People want to collaborate with you. You know, you're being offered this opportunity. Uh, you know, so you know it's going to get exponentially busier. So you, you, that's where the discipline comes in where you have to stay on top of getting certain things that are on your to-do list off. Mm-hmm. And, compl- and complete it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, uh, um, and you were talking about the promotion and whatnot. I, I also did, a. I noticed that you did a inter- interview with the, uh, the, our local newspaper as well. I, I did one, um, uh, I think it was about two years ago. Um, uh, the writer, uh, for the, it was De- Deborah Downey. Yes, she's great. Uh, yeah, she did a, she did a really nice, uh, uh, interview with me. It was, um, again, the first, uh, of th- this type, like this is my first radio interview. That was my first, uh, uh, interview on a, you know, publication. Uh, Good like, for you. Uh, and yeah, the, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself an extrovert at all. So this, these, these sorts of engagements and, and whatnot are, are like, it's, I really have to put myself out there. You, you seem to be like a, an extroverted type of person, I'm guessing. Don't know you that well, but. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. I'm a little bit of both. Um, oh. you know, I've, I've, I've learned throughout my journey, particularly with ramping up my books and, and again, I don't have an agent. So, you know, I'm doing all my own exposure, my networking, my marketing. And, you know, I'm sure there's a portion of people who have Lisa fatigue. I sometimes have Lisa fatigue. But... Yeah. But, you know, you, you've got to do what you've got to do. And for me, it always comes down to, you know, if you're really going to aspire to reach the level of where you want to go, either because you fundamentally believe in the core message that you wish to share with the world, um, regardless of your demographic, whether it be children, because it's children's books. I mean, for me, I've been very fortunate because the feedback I've received is that although by definition, my current books are children's books, the message itself is what's appealing to all people. So whether it's people who have children, no children, regardless. And, uh, you know, so I've had to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable um, because, it, you know, if you want people to believe in you, you have to demonstrate that you believe in yourself. Yeah. And that sometimes takes you out of your comfort zone of your demeanor, how you would normally present yourself, um, you know, to the degree that you want to announce things, but, you know, you need people to come out and be aware of the fact that you've got book signings or upcoming engagements or because people need to also see, as you do for yourself, that there is momentum, you know, and the momentum aspect of your career is extremely important uh, to garner the kind of exposure you need for people to get plugged into what it is you're doing. Yeah. No, that's, you you said it very well there. It's, uh, you, I agree. You have to become like, um, this alternate person, you know, you have to put, uh, like I was watching a documentary about Andy Warhol, uh, not too long ago. And, um, and when they were talking about Andy and his persona, it's, uh, he, they talked about him putting on like, um, his Andy suit and he became this, this alternate persona of, of who people now see as Andy Warhol, but that wasn't really him. That was just the, the, the persona that he put on while he was in the public eye. And Mm -hmm. you sort of got to do that. You kind of become a larger than live version of yourself, larger than life version of yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when you're promoting yourself, you have to take all the essence of who you are and just push it and uh, bring it to the surface and and try to, you know, to get, you have to become something else, you know? Right. And, you know, I think it's also important, too, um, as much as there's truth to that, you know, I what I put out there, though, it's very genuinely, authentically me. Um, so I haven't deviated or lost sense of who I am. And for those who have traveled with me on the journey and who have history with me would know that to be true. And so for that, I'm grateful for because, um, you know, I the messages within my books, how I live my life, how I parent my children, you know, it's all about giving back and being of service to other people. So unless people are tapped into the message, they may not necessarily know that if they're just garnering or making assumptions based on the marketing end of things. Um, but I, you know, I'm very much about just be true to you. And when you're true to you, that's when things align. That's when people show up, you know, that's when you get very clear on where it is you're going and the right people show up, you know, whether it's people who can help you with your journey or they've already aspired to the level that you want to get to, or they've got tidbits of information that might save you weeks or months of hours of unnecessary grueling work. Um, so I, I just, I love my journey. Yes. To a certain degree, I'm extroverted, but people, don't understand that they just glean a certain aspect of the marketing end of things. But I spend a lot of my time alone. I'm alone doing all of these things behind the scenes, as I'm sure you can attest to, you know, you're doing your phone calls, you're doing your writing, you're, you know, you're scheduling your upcoming book signings, uh, you're interfacing with corporate, whoever it is, it plays a role in your journey. I spend most of my time by myself. And so, yes, I look extroverted and I am extroverted to a certain degree, as I'm sure, you know, you're coming into that and, and riding that balance of who you are and how you put that out there and what you hold on to that you cherish in your private life. Um, but uh, it's a balance. It, it's yeah. cert- it certainly is a balance. Yeah, for sure. But uh, and so is Scholastic involved or attached to your work? Um, there, I, I'm not really able to divulge a hundred percent what's going on right now, but the, um, yeah, I'll just, okay, <laughs> no. I'll just leave it at that right for now. Absolutely. And you know, you're always welcome to come back on my show at a later time when there's further updates, whether that involves Scholastic or new books that are coming out, whether it be on the illustrative side or material that you've written and illustrated, uh, you're always welcome back here, Derek. Oh, thank you. So do you, do you have anything else that you're playing around with in terms of a concept or an idea that, uh, of another piece of work, another body of work? Yes, actually, um, I'm in the process of, um, I've been doing a lot of artwork and I've written a story for, um, it's actually called How to Cook a Book. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, it's basically, uh, revolves around um, uh, a small boy who in his own uh, school library overhears the librarian talking to one of the, the teachers about a girl who um, devours books. And of course we all know how she's uh, talking about this, but to the young boy who's probably about five years old, uh, it sounds to him like quite literally like she's eating the books. And so <laughs> in, in his imagination, uh, it's, it's, she, he's, he's picturing her uh, actually 
Like, how is she going to eat this? You know, it wouldn't taste good. And how would you have to prepare it? How many, <laughs> what, like, what, what ways is he going to, is she going to, or he going to, because he likes this idea of, uh, um, he overhears how, how she's becoming so much smarter and, and he wants to learn all these things too. So he's, he starts like think about all the ways he would have to prepare a book or the best way to prepare a book in order to eat it so he can to get you know get this knowledge and uh basically it ends up being a, a story about um uh learning to read uh, that's how the the story ends up um the librarian ends up ter- teaching him how to read so basically for this this story i've uh I've come up with an art style specifically for it that I've been kind of mulling over in the kept on the back burner for some time. But um, the illustrations are not not your typical illustrations. Like I've done the digital style for the other books. They're more so. I have it on my website actually some examples on uh, RightSideStudios.com. Um, it's basically a diorama. Um, the diorama is made mostly out of cardboard, cardboard, but there are, there are various, uh, types of, uh, materials that I use to make it. But it's a, it's a diorama and it's a miniature and it's a, I've built a library out of cardboard and then the characters are drawn and painted and then cut out of paper and, and placed inside this, uh, diorama. So it's basically a 3D uh, set and I take a photograph of it in the end and that's how the illustration is presented inside the book. So that's I, amazing. And in fact, I think Shar either told me about that in the summer or she showed me, I, but this is ringing a bell for me okay. and I, I couldn't believe how detailed that was and the work that must have gone into that. Like that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was in the early stages when I, I remember her having the conversation with you. It was in the early stages and, uh, um, it was just, uh, y- y- yeah, you can't really determine when your pictures from a phone really what's, what's going on. But, but now you can actually go and look on my website and see the, uh, the end result of these, uh, pictures. I'm, I'm quite happy with them. I think there's a lot that can be offered in this way. This is like an, another way that I'd like to offer my illustration services for, for uh, illustration as well as for just uh, children's books. And um, I hope to do much more of it. It's uh, I have a, a real passion for it. It's, it's different, you know, very unique, very unique. And, uh, and you have to be because we know being in the, in the book industry, it's very saturated. You know, it's a very overly saturated industry. And so anything you can do to separate yourself from anybody else, uh, and I don't know anybody personally who's done that. So good for you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I hope to do more of it soon. I think there's endless possibilities of, of what I could do with that style. Absolutely. And so who are some of your mentors, past, present? Oh, uh, mentors, uh, well, I've, I've actually had a, a mentor in, uh, animation back when I was in my animation days in school. Uh, her name was Ellen Besson. She, uh, mentored me in a, I was taking an animation filmmaking course. And so a story has always been important to me. I, I, I learned, she's taught me the ins and outs of, of story, especially for animation and, um, story arcs and progression of the character and whatnot. But, uh, um, 
that's a mentor that I've actually known, but, uh, mentors that I haven't known, uh, uh, Dr. Zeus, uh, Maurice Sundback, you know, uh, uh, there's, there's various ones, but those are two that really stand out to me. Um, I, I got to meet, I got to meet at the SCBWI conference, uh, Peter Brown. Are you aware of uh, his work? Uh, I'm not sure. Elaborate a little bit. He is a uh, illustrator and writer, and I guess you can see why why I, I look up to his work and inspired by his work. He's uh, um, he's he's has books published by I think it's Little Brown uh, uh, Publishing Company and uh, various other ones, but he's uh, he has a very uh, interesting and unique voice for his for his both his illustration and his uh, writing, mm-hmm. and uh, he. He actually adapts the illustration style to adjust for the book. He kind of makes a new illustration style to suit best suit the the story, whatever that may be. So, Wonderful. Yeah, it's, uh, his work is quite quite amazing. Excellent. And so, what else would you want us to know about you, Derek, outside of what you do for a living, which you're obviously passionate about? And I'm always, a, you know, I talk about passion with all of my guests and people who have aspired to rise to the level that they want to because they believe in their talent or they believe in their message or both. Um, you know, I'm all about talking about the passion and the inception of the journey. But what what else would people not necessarily know about you? That makes you a well-rounded person. Uh, well, I don't know if it's something that they don't know about me. People who do know me know and know me well know that I'm, you know, my family is is my number one in priority, as we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, I think it really um, in my faith as well. Like I, um, those two things are are very core, essential pieces of the puzzle of Derek. Um, Lovely. Without them, I, uh, I, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be in the, going in the direction that I'm going. You know, having the uh, the confidence and and to go out and just attack this world in a mm-hmm. you know in a very loving way, but uh, attack this world for to to uh, achieve what I want to to get out of it. I I don't think I've ever uh, would have been able to to make the make the direction that I'm going and go in the direction that I'm going without without those those two things. Wonderful. You and I need to talk about the passion test. That's been very pivotal in my journey. And we can talk more about that after radio or in the coming days. But uh, do you, you know, how do you systematically organize and strategize yourself? Do you set intentions in terms of manifestation? What's your process for all of that? So, so, sorry, can you elaborate a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, some people, they, they call it goals. Uh, some people write out lists. People have, oh. you know, 3D visionary boards in terms of tapping into what it is they wish to manifest and, you know, walking into your reality. You know, how do you on a daily basis keep yourself motivated, keep yourself plugged into your vision? Um, I, I don't know. I, I basically the two things we just talked about my faith and my family um is is a huge part of my inspiration um but i just i i have something in me as well that just won't let me stop <laughs> to be honest i i i have so many ideas like we discussed before but um i just 
I don't know what it means to, to not go after them. I, I've been working so long, like kind of going this way and that way, not really knowing where I want to go before I realize this, this is my, my, uh, direction. And mm-hmm. now that I have it, I, I don't see why I should stop. You know, it's, uh, it's it just, it, there's, I, I can't foresee myself stopping and I don't see a reason to stop. I, I just want to keep on achieving. Fantastic. And, and so you shall, you know, if, if I, you know, I believe the dialogue that we have with ourselves because we can get very, we can get very misguided, uh, if we pay attention to the externals, you know, and especially with what we know is happening in the global world, you know, you, you turn on the news for those who watch it, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom and there's a lot of, uh, messages, uh, whether subliminally, subconsciously that really fuel fear and greed and consumption. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people who, like myself, when I was younger, when it was writing, it was always I just treated it as a hobby. I never saw it or foresaw it as something that could be turned into a vocation. And I really believe, you know, if you get very clear on what it is you're passionate about, it shows up. Everything else shows up. It's the people who I unfortunately, and I, you know, and there's no judgment attached to this, but the people who, you know, are plugging away the daily grind and they absolutely hate what it is they're doing. They can't enjoy their Sundays because they're back at it eight, nine o'clock in the Monday morning. Um, you know, they, they don't like the dynamics at work. They don't like their boss. You know, they don't necessarily even like what it is they're doing. They don't feel challenged. And, you know, so although there's risk to what, you know, people like you and I do, I don't think, yeah. I don't, there's a lot of risk and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't think there's any, I, I don't think it's a, a, you know, a secret, um, that when you endeavor to do what you absolutely love and you, you don't pay attention to the clock and, you know, and things become seamless. It's not to say that things are always easy. There's a lot of uphill battles, but if you're going to fight an uphill battle, uh, you know, I always try to say to people, Again, without, you know, forcing my way on people or, but just letting it be known there's another way of living your life and living your life of passions and doing what fuels you and, you know, what makes you feel, uh, in love with your own life and loving what you do. And so, you know, I, for you, was there a bit of a gamble or a risk or did you, you know, do you have people at different times who have tried to talk you out of this? Like, you know, come on, that's nice that you like to do this, but maybe you should treat it more as a hobby as, a, as opposed to a vocation. Um, like, how do you, how do you keep all that external negativity out? There, yeah, I've, I've had the external negativity. I've, I've dealt with that a little bit, but um, yeah, here and there over different parts of my life, but I, I also had a lot of, uh, thankfully, I had a lot of people around me, uh, my parents, and and then my, when I met my wife, they were just very supportive. Um, and there was a lot of points where I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know where I was going. Um, like, I knew I wanted to do art, but I didn't know how. I didn't know what where I was supposed to be going. I just kind of... So... Yeah, between, between the, the support of my, 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 my family and it's just, I, I just, the strength in, in my faith as well. I just, mm-hmm. I, it's just been some, it's, I haven't considered really, uh, going a different way, you know, like it's, it would be easier to, 
to work a job where um, the the money was rolling in constantly. Like being a freelance artist, that's this. It's not easy having you know not a steady paycheck. You know, you you do sometimes wonder where your your uh, your your how you're going to pay your next bill or how you're going to uh, you know pay for the rent and whatnot. But um, I consider that to be only at the beginning stage. You know, of of this struggle, I. I just foresee, I know it will get easier as, as I continue. Yes, it will. And, and like, I, I'm sure I'll look back fondly on these memories too, even though it's really hard at the moment, just, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's a, I'm, I'm on the verge of my career and all the, sometimes all the best, you know, things are happening at that point, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a lot of excitement and there's and a lot of hardships, but, um, I, I just, I, I have such a, like you say, a, such a passion for it that, and I always have that mm-hmm. it just, it will not, it just won't end. I, I won't be satisfied until I've um, accomplished my, my goals and my dreams, I guess. Well, I love the spirit and I love the attitude and I love the belief that you have in yourself because, you know, not unlike I, I put something up on my Facebook this morning. I always start my morning setting the tone with something inspirational and positive, which is also for myself. You know, it's not just for other people. It's, you know, I have to be on Facebook quite a bit for marketing. So, you know, it's if something kind of goes awry in my day, I kind of reflect back on what it was I put up in the morning and it's a reminder to myself, okay, like you're on the right page, Lisa, just keep it going. And, um, you know, so the post that I put up, it was about people that we know that are famous, like Michael Jordan and Oprah Winfrey and all Walt Disney and all these people who at one point in their career had un, come up against somebody who, you know, didn't see the vision, didn't believe in them uh, for whatever the reason and either tried to talk them out of their goals or dreams, uh, you know, kind of gave them the impression that they weren't cut out for it and look at where these people are today. And so to me, that just, it, you know, it's another affirmation. It's a, it's a, it's another, um, it's just, it's another plug for yourself. Like, you know, just keep going. Don't pay attention to the external. Just be very clear about what it is that you're driven to do, what you're fueled by, what gets you up in the morning, what you, you know, how you love to live your life, how you execute what you absolutely love and sharing it with the world. And, and it, it does, it, it, you know, in different stages, it all, pieces itself together and comes to fruition. And I think, you know, the hardships or the uncertainties or the unknowns or the roadblocks or the naysayers or uh, the rejections, I mean, that's all part of it. But I mean, that really builds you. It builds the character. It builds the hunger and the tenacity and the perseverance to keep going even more so. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't trade, as I'm sure for you, you wouldn't trade any bit of it. You know, if everything just kind of fell in your lap, I don't think you would enjoy the journey as much or feel as grateful or, um, you know, or feel as motivated. It's funny that you say that. It just it makes me think of uh, the path that I, my, my wife and I have looked back at the path of my career and how I got here um, once or twice. And it's just the the path is it seems like to me like it's it was laid out by by god in my belief um the when i was working i i felt like all of a sudden in my when i was trying to figure, sort out my career like what i wanted to do with my life i felt like i had to work with people with disabilities i felt like i was being called for it and then after a number of years of working in in that field i get linked up to alistair and his family 
And, and it just, there, there's, there's a number of these, these connect the dot type of uh, mm-hmm. situations. I look back at my, at my career and I just, I think it was, it's, there is a plan and I just, in hindsight, it all makes sense. But when you're, sometimes when you're going through those hardest moments, it doesn't really, it's like, so it's dark and it's foggy and you don't know what the, you know, the other end of it is going to be. But, but you just have to, I, I feel like you have to have faith and just keep on uh, going and, and you'll get there. Absolutely. And as I say, pretty much on every show, based on the similarities with the types of subjects I talk about with my guests, there are no coincidences, you know, whoever's meant to cross your path or the connecting the dots and the dots becoming connected. That's all part of it. And the clearer you are, the more you notice that that happens. And so anyway, unfortunately, we've got a couple minutes here before we have to wrap up, Derek, but I just want to say how much I've enjoyed this chat, how much I'm grateful for you for your time. And uh, this has been absolutely lovely. I'm going to, you know, promote you wherever, whenever I can. And I would love to invite you back onto radio to talk about future upcoming uh, events that are happening for you, any projects in the works, future collaborations. Um, but uh, if you could just quickly remind our listening audience where they can reach you, where they can connect with you and find you. Okay, uh, gladly. And thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, Pleasure. I- my website is uh, www.rightsidestudios.com, like right, like the your right hand. Um, I can also be reached at um, rightsidestudios at me.com. That's my email. And, uh, yeah, I, again, thank you for having me. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Derek, and uh, you're certainly somebody to be on the lookout for. You're, you've got a promising career ahead of you. You've already done and achieved stellar, amazing things, and proud to know you, proud that we belong to this town of Dundas. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, so, for my, well. <laughs> so listen, you have a wonderful weekend, Derek, and for my listening audience, I want to thank you once again for joining me or rejoining me here at my show, Carpe Diem. I go live every Friday at 11.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Should you have any show topic ideas or you wish to appear as a guest, on my show, you can kindly reach me at Lisa McDonald13 at gmail.com and McDonald is spelled M C D O N A L D. I wish everybody a phenomenal weekend. Be safe and look forward to tuning back into you next Friday. All my best. Thanks, Derek. Take care. Thank you. Been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.